Welcome to the Small Business Reflections Podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Van Dusen, back here with, with Brian Reef. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. It's a good day. Um, off to a good start, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be here in the studio uh, recording uh, another podcast for our audience. I, I, I look forward to these times together. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded anything, so we, it's good to be back at it. Um, Back, 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 doing what we like to do, and that's adding value to our 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 people, right? And then adding value to small businesses. That's what we do. So today we're really going to lean in on this mantra that I learned from, really learned from you, Brian, a, a couple of years ago. But since joining the the upstream team, I've really got to see it more in action. It's this idea that you you shared with me. It said, focus on the people, not the process. You know, we're we we live in a world that's fixated on the the idea of efficiency and streamlining workflows. And we really want to share and spotlight this remarkable thing that we've learned, you know, of just shifting the way we think, shifting the way we do things to focus on the people, you know, and not necessarily the process. So in this podcast, whether you're new to business, whether you've been around for a while, we, I think it's really a fresh insight for us to really lean into. And maybe you're thinking, you know what, I kind of believe I already do that. This is going to be a great uh, refresher. And what we're really going to call this is this podcast is we're going to call it the Upstream Way. We're going to just talk a little bit about how we do business here at Upstream, how we uh, work, how we treat our employees, our team members, and, and really how we how that flows down to, to the customer. So, Brian, you know, you started Upstream. 12 years ago. I know it's been a journey. It, it was, it's, there's been some challenging years in there. Uh, but for us to really understand the upstream way, we got to know where things started. Too often we, we, we look at someone and we, or we look at a business and we say, you know, wow, look where you're at. But we, we never really get that information of where we began. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate the introduction. It makes me sound like some type of a swami or guru. Uh, that I've got it all together. Uh, so let me assure you that I don't have it all together or have all the answers. Uh, but focusing on the people and not the process is something that uh, we put on our wall very shortly after uh, moving into our office. And it was just really something that struck me uh, as as how I wanted to manage, how I, I wanted to run our organization. Um, you know, I People don't believe me when I tell them that uh, that I was once an introvert. Um, I was scared to death of people. I never sold anything, and and I you know I'd get on the phone with folks, and um, I really kind of just wanted their no because I knew the conversation would end quickly, uh, and so I was just a really deep introvert. Uh, but I I realized that. Uh, it, it was absolutely crushing me. It, it was stifling everything that I was trying to do because, you know, I joke, but it's hard to be in sales when you're an introvert, right? Because you, you don't want to talk to people. You don't want to be around people. Uh, you, you don't want to have a conversation um, because, you know, heaven forbid they actually ask some questions about something. And so early on, I didn't really know much. And <laughs> they ask a question and I, I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, and so if it if it went any deeper than the, uh, you know, the the test that I took to become an insurance advisor at the time, I was in trouble. But I believe a, a people centered approach is is one that 
uh, like I said, I learned very early on, and it was one that it's that it's been long lasting for us. It's it's truly fulfilling, and I just think it's just plain smart uh, to to have a people centered approach uh, to your organization and how you run things. Um, and like I said, my actions didn't really line up with where I was or, or how I saw myself as an individual. I always knew that uh, there was a better way, but it just took a little while to figure out uh, that focusing on the people was a better way. Um, I decided that since I was an introvert and kind of stuck in my hole, I, I was going to learn as much as I could about employee benefits because that's what we provide uh, to small businesses today. And I was going to make building a relationships uh, my priority. I knew that selling something was going to be difficult uh, it, it was difficult. It, it was extremely hard to do, but if I could kind of switch gears and then focus on building the relationship versus trying to sell you something, I knew that that was going to be a whole lot better for me. Um, it I, it wasn't popularity that I was seeking, right? I wasn't trying to build as many relationships as I could, so to speak. Um, it was it was really servanthood. I thought. If I could learn and grow and I could build a relationship, then somehow maybe I can help you. Um, and if I can help you and you felt that it was valuable, well, then you would pay me my, for my service. And then now we got back to the sale, but my relationship focus uh, was was really where I was. And, and I just realized that I was here to grow people and just see how far I can help them go. Yeah, that's pretty that's – pretty, uh pretty substantial man i just i've i've observed it for quite a while now and and really this it's just a it's a paradigm shift it's it's a it's a dichotomy in in the way you look at things you know um can you give us some personal experiences or maybe a story of how you've kind of seen focusing on the people and and not the process has had significance in the outcomes of of the business yeah i've got many uh, circumstances and stories and instances. Um, uh, one comes in in mind often when I get that question. One in particular that was very impactful to me and the person as well. Uh, years ago, we we hired uh, an employee from another organization uh, who was kind of a cast off from that other uh, organization. I knew the company at the time that uh, that she came from. Uh, I kind of knew a little bit about the history of the employee and the organization, but I, I just kind of wanted to connect with her direct report and, and her manager. And I invited him to lunch, and I just asked the question, you know, what's up with so-and-so? And, -so? and uh, he he gave me a, a laundry list of things, uh, but then at the end of it, he was like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't hire. And uh, in fact, um, you know, maybe maybe run uh, from her was, I think, his exact words. Um, and after hearing all of that, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I'm taking it in, you know, uh, trying to understand it. But I just asked a simple question uh, of him when I was sitting there at lunch with him. And I, and I, I kind of knew the answer when I asked it as well, but I did anyway. And, and I said, did you try to develop or lead her, right? Did you – did you try to help her get past some of the things that you're you're telling me uh, that that were an issue? And he quickly just said no. 
um, and and said, well, you know, we ran away as fast as possible. We just distanced ourselves and and let her go. And and I, I I understood that you know sometimes it's it's challenging to grow people, and and maybe an organization just doesn't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, but something just stuck with me uh, thinking about her and the circumstances, and I, and I did what sometimes I do, I still do today. I ignored all the advice, and I hired the person. Um, and, you know, when, when she joined our organization, I quickly realized that she was a highly intelligent uh, individual. I mean, she was smart, and she grew me by leaps and bounds uh, and grew my knowledge um, you know, in, in the employee benefits space in the insurance world. Um, but I kind of quickly realized that it was, it was more of a one-way street with, with this new employee. Uh, she was always given advice, which was good, but she was never taking it, right? She was never listening to the advice that was given back to her, uh, and she, she lacked humility. And she just really couldn't see that blind spot of hers no matter how hard I, I tried to help her see it. And it reminded me a lot of myself, and I think that's kind of why I, I hang, hung on to the relationship as long as I did because, you know, um, I, I didn't see my true self in the beginning, right? I, I wasn't focused on people. I was fo I was make a million dollars, make a few sales, get this organization up and running. I'm on easy street. But I realized that, you know, wait a minute. Who I think I am and who I actually am are two different people, mm -hmm. um, and it, it'd be better that I line up with what uh, with what my my God wants me to do versus what I think I should be doing. And so, um, I, I really pushed and and tried to help her understand, and it was really difficult. It, it was um, it was really hard to work with her, and then I coached her, I pushed her out of, out of her comfort zone. I prayed for her. I I was lovingly honest with her. And man, oh man, I put out so many fires. I mean, every day I come to work, there was another fire between her and an employee of some sort, and it was just her her humility that was just really, um, or lack of humility that was really pushing the staff. I mean, they got kind of to the point where uh, they they were ready to mutiny, Travis. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it was getting kind of bad. Um, and and I was determined that I was going to help her see the truth about herself, but. We just got to a point where it was just costing too much. It, it was costing me. It was costing relationships in the office. It was costing, physically costing the company uh, because there were some other issues that came to light with our clients and just all kinds of different things. And so uh, we sat down with her, and, uh, and I just asked her one question. Do you want to be here? Do you, do you want to work at Upstream? Do you want to be with us here? Her response was no. She kind of slumped her shoulders, put her head down, and just said no. She saw us as the problem and not herself, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody around her was was kind of putting her down and holding her back, and, and we were the problem. She wasn't, and she just couldn't see it. So we, we gave her three months of severance, and we kind of went our separate ways, but uh, – I've spoken to her several times since then. We still remain somewhat distant friends. We're, we're not living close to each other. We're not that connected, but uh, it's certainly uh, a friendship there for sure. But I was committed to helping her, uh, but she just wasn't committed to growing. She just didn't want to grow beyond where she was. And and I think when I got towards the end, it was me. I was 
I was just thinking, okay, well, if she doesn't work out here, maybe I can help her when she moves to the next place, right? But I stayed focused. I stayed laser focused on her for, for probably longer than I should have. But, um, you know, that's my focus. My focus is, is helping people grow. Um, and, and it really it, it came as an expense uh, to so many areas. I, I learned a lot. She was pretty impactful uh, on both sides, and so in which we've talked about a handful of times since then. But that's one that's, uh, that I'll never forget for sure. Yeah, and you, I've seen this play out a couple of times with with other employees that didn't really necessarily uh, fit fit the uh, the environment, or they didn't, you know, fit the the culture that we were looking to create. Um, but they, that doesn't mean that we don't uh, support them and we don't help them on their way out. Too often, I think that's um, that's something that becomes an issue because you know I've often said you know people are always talking about. Uh, you know, how do I recruit? How do I retain talent? You know, your biggest uh, recruiter are the people who's already working for you. If if they really enjoy the environment they work in, it they're working in, then then they will be the ones that go out to their friends, their family members, to to other people, and they'll be they'll be your biggest cheerleader. Um, even if they're not even the organization, and they may say, hey, you know what, I, I didn't really fit into that organization, or I, I you know I. I really couldn't keep up, but you know they they sent me on my way with dignity. They took care of me on the way out the door. Um, there's a lot to be said there, but there, that's 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 a a shift in thinking away from the the cultural norms of the way business is done today. You know, in a world you know we talked about at the very beginning, in a world where everything is focused on efficiency and streamlining processes. How do you strike a balance between – and it's kind of – we kind of already started talking about that a little bit, but how do you strike a balance between achieving a goal or an objective and paying attention to the individuals involved? Yeah, as you as you heard, right, through the story, especially towards the end, I, I held on, you know, and I'm even saying that I, I held on a little too long. So sometimes it's really hard to strike that balance between uh, the, the people focus and the process focus. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm not saying that you should never focus on the the process. I'm saying that uh, that it can't be the lion's share of your focus. Uh, you have to focus on the process and what you're producing and and what service you're providing. You, you just have to. But you really want to nail that process down so it just doesn't consume all of your time. You you want to get it. You want to get it moving down the tracks. You want it kind of secure. Uh, so then you can turn your attention or your focus to the people inside the organization, the people who are actually running the process, you know, because the process isn't thinking and breathing. It's the people that are. And if you focus only on the process, then your people feel more like cogs in that process than actual people that you value in inside the organization. I think probably the easiest way to strike the balance between the process and the people is to is to have the people develop the process or or at least give them ongoing input on how to improve it right how it should evolve or or uh, if it's time to scrap it or or start a new one um you know I read a, a small book a long time ago it was um I think it was called Family on Mission uh and it was about uh, you know, stop leaving your family behind when you go do things 
uh, take them with you uh, to make sure that, that everyone is connected. And I believe in the same process or, or, or uh, principle here inside the business. And so, yeah, I can sit down and I can hammer out the details, but I've got a team. So why would I just try to take it alone uh, and run with it? I, my team is my best asset, my people. So, so I sit down with them and say, uh, you know, on, on Tuesdays when we have our calls, we talk about what's working, what's not working. Is this, you know, is this where we should actually be devoting our attention? Um, you know, is, is should we rip this out? Should should we tweak this? Uh, and so we're constantly talking to them about that. So they are intimately connected to the process, and I'm intimately intimately connected with them during that that kind of movement uh, in designing the process. And then I also give them kind of the green light to come back and say, "Hey, this ain't working. Um, we need to change." I, I'm actively uh, asking them to be aware of what's going on so they can come back and tell me uh, what do we need to focus on, what do we need to change, how, how can we improve this and make this better. Uh, so I, I really involve them in the process as, as part of it. So it's, I feel like I'm kind of killing two things, you know, or the, the one bird with uh, – two birds, one stone, if I can spit it out here. But, uh, you know, take them along with you on the journey uh, so they can help you. And when the process is tough, you know, we just moved through our uh, our toughest uh, fourth quarter that we've had in a long time. Fourth quarter it was a good thing, a good tough, but it's a very busy time of year for us. Uh, it's always around the holidays, and so it's just it's difficult sometimes. But you got to jump in with with your team in the process, especially when it's difficult, and help them. You got to roll your sleeves up. You know, you got to get in there. Uh, and bump shoulders with them, show them that, hey, I can dig the hole too. Um, I was here with you once before. Um, and, you know, and when the goal or the objective is lofty and the team is thinking that, you just have to get after it. Uh, it's a short, short-lived problem. You know, I think as, as owners and managers, sometimes we feel like we've graduated above these things, but the reality is is, is we never have. Uh, we have to show our people that we're willing to jump back in there. And when the people are weary about the process, then you, you make it a priority to figure out a better way or how to give them rest. Um, you know, the people have to be first, not the process, or you won't have people around to, to work the process. You'll be working the process by yourself, and you will be the process. You will be the cog that they felt like they were in that process. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's a couple of things that you said there that are really important. But um, one of the things that stands out the most is is when you are making changes in, in in as an organization. Like you said, we meet on Tuesdays, and we're always looking at making changes and improving processes. But we're we're doing that in, in a community environment as a team. Um, you know. Uh, one of the most important things I think you can do when you are going through change is to include the team in the decision-making, to include people in that process. You know, you may not go in a direction that the team wants to or someone on the team wants to, but when people felt heard, when mm-hmm. they feel heard, they can they can go along with things knowing that, okay, you know, he did listen. You know, he did consider my my point of view. He did go in another direction. 
But, uh, you know, that is that takes time to, to really listen to and get the buy-in and, and listen to the concerns and listen to the complaints and, and, and what's not working. Um, and sometimes that means you got to move a little slower, right? I mean, you got to move oh, yeah. a little slower through the process. you got to allow people time to, to, to kind of grow, do these things. And so um, what we're talking about here is not necessarily easy. This is not easy because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It is much easier to be process focused <laughs> yeah. because that's the, that's the simpler response. But you know, as we stand in this in our current circumstances, what's working, what we're doing now, oftentimes is not working. People, the environments that are created are in, in our workforce today are not healthy because they're so they're so process focused. So, what are some specific strategies or approaches you recommend for leaders or teams? to shift focus from process to people? I mean, someone who's brand new to this. And, I mean, what are some of the benefits you're looking for? Yeah, I certainly have them. Um, but, you know, you're talking about this isn't a, a a fast, you know, a fast approach for sure. It it It, it is something that takes time. And so, you know, this is not a, a microwave meal. And so the first thing I would say in that, in that uh, endeavor is patience. Um, you know, we often say employees bring their, their whole selves to work uh, around here, but uh, it's not just their work self. But that's what we want, right? We want as employers uh, for the employee to show up and she, she or he just brings their work self and not all the drama that goes along with their life and uh, not, you know, not what happened last night, not what's going on with the boyfriend or the spouse or, or you know, uh, or, or what's what's going on at top of mind we we just want that work self but that's not how it how it goes employees bring their whole selves to work so you got to be patient with them uh you know sometimes upstream is not the priority i mean heck if i'm being honest upstream is not always the priority for me you know let your staff know with your actions that they are the priority I recently went into a, an organization, and we were doing uh, an, a benefits enrollment meeting. Um, it, it was a, a factory, or a rather large factory, and um, we were all standing around on the on the shop floor uh, meeting for the benefits, and uh, I was sitting there and, and talking about some of the things that uh, they needed to be mindful of and, and what kind of the process looked like um, and, and really was pausing along the way to get questions and talk to the to the uh, to the folks that were standing there with me, but I kept feeling this just this person behind me, which happened to be the owner, uh, just like burning a hole through my neck. And I would turn around and kind of <laughs> address him every once in a while, and you know, do you have any questions? But the look on his face was like, how soon can this end? When can we get back to work? You know, my productivity and my efficiency are are being stifled because of this worthless benefits meeting. And, you know, we were only there for like 26 minutes. Um, it, so how hard was it for the owner to then, instead of, of his mentality, in fact, one time he actually pointed to his watch and did the tapping motion like, come on. And everybody in the room can see this, and so they're hmm. feeling it. It changed the whole dynamics. It changed. I mean, how I even presented. I felt like I had to. I had to speed up. But, but imagine if it was flipped around. Imagine if he was engaging and asking questions and and prompting responses and 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 really 
focused on the people. He could have spent the same 26 minutes or 30 minutes, and he could have built collateral and capital with his people mm-hmm. and, and really showed them that, you know what, I, I want you to get this, and I want you to understand this, and, and we're doing this for you. So he made something good bad, and, uh, and I see that all the time. Uh, the second thing is you, you got to be honest. We have a whole podcast uh, dedicated to being truthful and building trust, and you should definitely listen to that. And so that's a, that's a top priority as a business owner. But you got to do what you're saying uh, that you're going to do, right? You, you gotta you gotta walk the walk and talk the talk, right? And if you can't, or you made a mistake, you got to admit it, and you know you you got to make it right. You got to let people know. Um, it, you just have to be honest with them, and this goes a long way with your clients as well. You know, we make mistakes. Uh, I'm happy to say we don't make a, a lot of mistakes because we've got a, a awesome team. But the reality is, is we mess up, and sometimes I have to get on the phone and I have to pick it up and I have to say, hey, you know what? We made a mistake. Uh, I, I did that a couple weeks ago. I don't like making that phone call, but you know what? I call and say I made a mistake, and this is how we fixed it. This is how we're going to make it right. And I'm sorry about that. Um, and but more often than not, the client is is overjoyed because I'm honest. And lastly, you know, kind of thinking about uh, strategies, it's just don't give up. You know, make growing and developing your people a high priority. If not number one priority, um, it's got to be number one or number two. It's got to be up there. Uh, people are challenging, but just don't give up on them. Uh, and maybe they don't. Maybe they don't change for you. Maybe they're not going to be a good fit for your organization. But you're planting seeds, man, uh, that that hopefully will sprout down the road. And maybe they, like I said, maybe they're not a good fit for your organization. But that doesn't mean you can't give them something to take to the next place, right? So I'm not only focused on the on the person I just couldn't work with. I had to let her go, but I was hoping that maybe the next place she landed, uh, she would be different for them as well. So those are just three things that I was thinking about. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, that you talk about just being honest. Um, you know, going back to that episode on, on, on trust is, is is one of the things I always remind uh leaders is that, you know, when you are in that management management position or a business owner, um, all eyes are always on you if you're in the room. As a business owner, um, whether you like it or not. When you walk into the room, when you are in a meeting, people are observing you at the highest level. They're seeing what you're saying. And the reality is most of the time, and I've seen this so many times where they're, they're not being honest and they're not, or they're not being completely truthful. But the, the reality is most of the time the team already knows the truth. And now they're seeing this, this, does, does Brian really know the truth? Number one, are you aware? And are you willing to be transparent enough to be truthful enough? And that's where that trust is built, and that's where that honesty is built because I'm putting the team first. I'm putting you first by always being willing to tell the, tell the truth even when it's not uh, the most popular thing to do. Um, that That's so true. So how do you foster a culture within your team or workplace that encourages a focus on the, over the – Focus on people over the process, and then, and maybe talk about this a little bit from the customer service perspective of what we do. Um, just to give a little bit of background, you know, there's a lot of back end work that's done in upstream as far as with the benefits and even then the L and D side of the house. 
there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of data entry that goes into what we do. Um, so it's very easy for even us to get lost in the details of, of the, the numbers and the, the, the putting the information in the right place. How do you, how do you make sure that we, we continue to focus on having a culture of focusing on the people first? Well, you as the, the manager or, or that, uh, that direct report or the owner, um, you've got to model it. And so you've you got to model it you, over and over and over. You have to model it consistently uh, for your people. Um, you, you can't take a day off. And if you do, you made a mistake, and that's where you come back to that honesty and say, hey, I, I messed this one up. Uh, but you have to consistently model it for your people. Um, I, I learned years ago when I was a high school, school social studies teacher and I was teaching about World War II and uh, you know when when um, when Truman had to make the decision about uh, releasing the atomic bombs uh, in Japan and um, it, it talked about um, one historian talked about on Truman's desk he had a, a plaque that was given to him or a mm -hmm. kind of a name tag and it said you know the buck stops here um, so as the bonus or as the business owner, rather, the buck stops with you, right? You are setting the trajectory. You're, the, you're setting the tone. You're setting uh, the model. Everybody's looking at you. Uh, what are we doing next? How are we going to do this? How are we going to move this forward? And so when you focus on the people over the process and you model that, then you're, you're setting that, that focus there. And that, that is then going to filtrate uh, down through your team uh, and create that that ripple effect. And the the second thing is you just you have to put others first, right? Um, you got to encourage your employees to pay, place their coworkers first, right? And so conflict, oh lord, that conflict inside uh, and a company is toxic and highly unproductive. And so and we see lots and lots of conflict that happen amongst the staff. It's one of the things that we're always talking about in learning and development. I mean, we got a whole course wrapped around conflict resolution mm -hmm. uh, just because it's such a problem. Um, but you, you have to encourage them to, to put others first. And uh, there were actually – I had two staff members, and they were working on a project together. And, um, you know, one of the uh, staff members uh, is, gets a little bit more anxious, especially when you just kind of drop something on their plate, and they're like, hey – well, I need this in two minutes, and so, well, that's tough for this particular person, and so there were some mistakes that were made because of the anxiety and, and the increased environment there, and uh, the other employee was like, well, I'm going to go, and you know, I'm going to let them know that there were some mistakes made, and I said, not this time. You know, we, we created kind of an anxious moment there. This person doesn't typically make mistakes uh, like that. It was just the, the circumstances. And so we learned something valuable that, you know, we can't just throw things at this person and expect it to stick all the time. And so, in fact, we, we went back and said, you know what, thanks for pivoting. Thanks for, thanks for picking it up and run with it so fast. Uh, we appreciate you. And that was it. We moved on. And yeah. so – uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait another day to talk about, uh, you know, the critical components, which weren't really critical. And so, so you have to model it. You got to put others first. Um, it's just, it's something that you got to do. You have to be intentional about it. And you, you can put your clients first too. Uh, you should as well. Obviously, they're the ones that are paying the the bill. Um, they can certainly be challenging. 
Um, you know, I'm not saying you take abuse from them, uh, but you do let them know that they're valued. And if you let them know they're valued, guess what they do? They stick around, and they send their friends to you. Um, and so you you got to put others first for sure. Yeah. So, Brian, as we got to wrap up this podcast and put a bow on it, you know, is there any final lessons or thoughts you want to share with us? Yeah, I definitely want to emphasize what you had said earlier about this. This is not a fast process. Mm. In fact, most of the things that we're talking about on this podcast and in the things that we try to teach our clients, try to help them learn and, and, and grow with, these are not quick microwavable concepts. Sometimes you can you can grow by leaps and bounds in a quick uh, a quick manner, but overall we're talking about building a solid foundation and culture that's going to last. Um, you know, focusing on the people, not the process. How we influence others uh, leads to a, a stable growth, a sustainable growth. Uh, that you know that you can pass from generation to generation, and so when I think about my company, I don't think about just us. I think about what other generations down the line can pick us up, you know. And I would love nothing more to say that we're a you know a hundred year old company. And so uh, you you have to think about that that it's a it's a slow mindset, but intentional and good. The money's going to come, right? It's it's going to come, but the focus has to be on the people. Um, and you gain allies when you focus on the people to help you then produce the money, and it's not just you. And so focus on the people, not the process. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this I think has been so valuable, and, and I think it, there's a lot to reflect on in this podcast. I think there's a lot of opportunities for growth and for, for new things to happen. Um, and that's what we that's really what we want to bring to you, you know, as as a as a team. We want to be able to give you those resources, and that's that's what we're all about here at Upstream is being able to resource uh, business business owners and, and and help them be the leaders that we know they can be, and to to really be able to um, to help them grow. Because I mean, small businesses are the backbone of this country at this at this point. More people um, get a paycheck from a small business than than any other place, and because of that, we you know people deserve to be led well, and the, the the companies that make these changes and they really lead from this idea of taking care of their people and leading their people first before they they focus on processes. Processes are going to come, right? Um, you know, if you take care of your people, they're going to take care of your customer. They're going to watch after your your business. They'll take care of things. That's that's what loyalty is. Um, that's why people want to be loyal. They'll be loyal to to, to the process when they're taken care of. So um, if you want to find out more about what we're doing here at Upstream, you can check us out at upstreamadvisorygroup.com or uh, just reach out to any of us via email uh, or just reach out to us. We would love to talk to you and find out more um, about how we can help you out and how we can uh, help you guys move forward as a company. So we thank you so much for joining us today on the Small Business Reflections podcast, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Awesome. Be well.